calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. thinking it's friday i mean it kind of is but it's not it's thursday do you know what i mean it's that thursday <laughs> feeling with the ign uk <laughs> podcast boys i'm joe screbbles have i had two weeks off I you have so. i feel like i haven't yeah, done this for you've ages. been uh you've been hunting down the mama <laughs> i have been hunting down the mama we'll talk more about that later it's less alarming than it sounds uh i'm joined by simon carney yeah, yeah, yeah. the alarming one uh matt Perslow. hello the one whose mic keeps going mad <laughs> and may do so again. And Dale Driver. Hello, Joe. Can you adjust your camera so I can see your eyes? <laughs> all I no. can see is your nose. <laughs> this is my whole deal. Your nose and your moustache. Yeah. That's all I can see. It's, it's yeah. I, have we talked about my moustache? Probably we not. Shouldn't. Pretty thick. <laughs> um, is that thick with two C's? <laughs> dummy thick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're back to the four manners. Uh, just, Why not? Yeah. Who... Who even gives? I mean, it's basically been a four manner with Dale just kind of not paying much attention for the last few weeks, right? Yeah, that's kind of sounds right? about right. <laughs> so, so, so. You know that? I wasn't yeah. paying attention again. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. 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 Uh, just to keep you updated because I've been away. Um, I'm now in full isolation uh, because uh, my partner started showing some symptoms. She's fine. It's fine. I'm not in trouble. Uh, but what that means is that I now actively get angry at people i see walking past on the street and uh, i've started doing fake kung fu in my house <laughs> what every time i walk past anna on the sofa yeah. i'm just doing like fake kung fu moves okay like, you, got, you got a fight off the shit. virus somehow well i'm not getting any other exercise literally fake kung fu is the only cardio i'm doing right? yeah i mean you well, could you haven't got this cardio at the moment so Oh, God. You could do more legitimate forms of cardio, mate. Have you thought about that? Absolutely not. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, uh, I've got um, I've got ring fit, and I was like, oh, I'll do that. And then I remembered that the floors in my flat are so thin <laughs> that even silent mode disturbs my downstairs neighbor. So, wow. uh, yeah, I basically just have to sort of stand and wave <laughs> my arms around, and that's as much kung fu cardio are as I can do. Are you stocked up on food? No, uh, we thought we had way more than we did, and it turns out no one delivers uh, except this one uh, 
slightly dodgy looking sort of farm shop mm. that we're waiting for our delivery to come through for. So we'll either get a veg box full of rotten fruit or um something delicious. Uh, you know, or, or it'll be yeah, fine. No, uh, <laughs> Amazon, Amazon Prime now they do grocery shopping. Uh, they have no delivery slots. <laughs> yeah. There's you can the the most annoying part is right, you can go through the whole Amazon Fresh, I believe it's called pantry and it's like you have to put in 40 quids worth of stuff to be able to order uh so you do that and then at the end it's like fuck you there's no delivery slots you're dead (laughs) it's good fun so um yeah so it's great i'm having a lovely time anyway enough about me what about the final fantasy 7 remake which i certainly haven't let me tell you all about it let me tell you all about it uh i haven't played it yet so there we go (laughs) Cool. Was that worth it? Was that I don't, worth know. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, I'm not. Matt my Dale. rules are I'm not playing it because I finished Persona. So take okay. it away, lads. Cardi. Yeah. Go on, Dale. Matt. You, you kick it off. Man. Okay. So so yeah, uh, me and Dale have now finished the entire game. And I think, Dale, you've also done. I've noticed that you've been playing as well when I've had a, a cheeky look at what you've been playing on Ooh. the uh, on friends list. Yeah. So you've still been in. So I think we've now done quite a lot of the end game stuff as well. So we've mm. got a fairly holistic view. Um, I think it's it's interesting that we both have similar viewpoints on it, but in general, I'd say I like it a lot more than you do. Um, I that sounds like life <laughs> in general. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, mean yeah, I am like mixed on life, <laughs> ups, ups and downs. Ups and downs. Mm. Uh, so I. I think I've warmed to it more as time's gone by. I think my first impressions wasn't as good mm-hmm. as maybe yours were. Like I think the first maybe say five hours I found to be quite boring. Like I really liked the combat, but I'd already had a taste of the combat in the demo yeah. anyway. But what I didn't enjoy was um, how the environments were built in the first section, and also I find everything to do with like the steampunky sort of midgar aesthetic is not that appealing to me like it was never my favorite bit in the original game and for me in the original game once you got to wall market that's where it became really interesting when it mm-hmm. leans into being wacky and silly that's what i really isn't that where all that the perverted stuff happens as well it is where the perverted stuff happens. I well it depends, it depends I wonder if you think it's perverted or not mate like you know i think some, yeah don't kink show yeah i think it's I, actually got there's some really nice wholesome <laughs> elements i mean to, to the, the original market. i'm not i yeah i haven't played the new one so but i'm sure the original has some stuff that maybe shouldn't but there we go <laughs> there <you laughs> carry go. on all right uh yeah so i but then once i got so, so i guess once i met Aerith in the church um i think from then on i love this game like i really got on with it i enjoyed I still enjoyed the combat, but now I enjoyed the areas I was exploring. I enjoyed the story more. And then my only other negative was the ending, which I'm not going to spoil, obviously, but I think is a major misstep for me and just went a bit too crazy. Uh, but overall, I, I do think it's like, so we gave it an eight on site, and I think that's a pretty fair score for me. Like, I think there's a lot of filler in there, but there's some really good stuff in there, and it's a really like faithful remake as well. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about the ending mm. uh without giving anything away does it does it end in a way that leaves you unsure about where the next game goes like is it that kind yeah. of different i think or... i think that's fair to say it's it's um how do you say this it's it goes... same, same same but different i guess to a okay. to a point yeah. same what i've heard is because like someone like me who hasn't played the original 
by the end of this game, it sounds like you might be completely lost unless you speak to someone who knows that game for about an hour. I think I heard the words Kingdom Hearts bullshit. (laughs) I think it relies surprisingly on having a lot of knowledge of the story overall, like the stuff in it, which I think you would be lost if you didn't know what the full story of Final Fantasy VII was. And I think at this point in time, we can't really discuss anything to do with Final Fantasy VII's story because we're now at a point where there are lots of newcomers and I wouldn't even want to spoil too much of what happens in this section of the game for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the stuff that happens at the end that like I only know because I I know that game inside out. Hmm. Yeah, it's not like somebody who played the original game would come into it and be like, oh, I understand. Well, you have to like really know that game, like have like, you know, know the information from recently and then also explore the other games like Crisis Core and uh, Dirge of Cerberus and all, you know, all these spin-off games and really being engrossed in it. Like if you played it once back when it first came out, you, you're going to be lost. And if you've never played it, you're going to be completely lost at the end. It's, it's, it's crazy. That, I, I get that for someone maybe like you, Matt, that is an amazing thing they're doing. Is it? I for wouldn't some... necessarily well, say okay. it was amazing. But okay, but it... You'd appreciate it at least what they're going for, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, is it yes. good that someone who doesn't know this? There's going to be so many people coming to this fresh. Is it good yeah. that they're going to be potentially completely lost by the end of it? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good for our end and explained video. I think it's okay if I'd be a lot more accepting of it if we knew part two was coming out in a year or mm-hmm. less. But we have no idea when we're getting the rest of the story. No, I've not got a clue. Like, I would hope that it's, as you say, like, they've now built this engine. They've now built all the combat system. They've now built the way that their environment tech works. Like, I'd hope that we wouldn't have to wait. And and presumably we won't wait the same amount of time because we have to remember that this project basically got restarted after it had been announced because Mm -hmm. it was originally CyberConnect2 that were producing it and then it moved entirely in-house. So I hope that the development time isn't as long. But yeah, I I have no idea when the next one's coming out. I would say like a crazy amount of this game is cutscenes as well. Like there's so much like visual fidelity of cutscenes. Like and obviously they're not the sort of thing like it's easy to say. Oh, they've built the engine now. It's easy. And it's mm-hmm. like how much time are they spending on these cutscenes? Because they look incredible. Oh like, yeah, I'm going to say it looks phenomenal from what I've seen. Wow, yeah. in places. <laughs> I do worry that going into next gen now that it's possible to make cutscenes that look this good and and still seem in engine that we are going to get a rash of games where people are like fuck it we're just going to put a film in the middle of your game <laughs> because it's easy now what well, e- easy is the wrong term it is much easier now to do that mm. and if you're making a narrative game it is easier to tell a story when you're not letting someone interfere with yeah. it and like Death Stranding and this and uh, like this move towards extreme high fidelity gaming I'm, with big I mean, stories. Dude, you know, like, the Last of Us Part Two. How much of that is going to be like? I have a way. lot more faith in Last of Us Two based on the Last of yeah. Us. The way it tells story, you know, a big part of that first game. Even is the way Uncharted it tells story Four was a lot more cutscene heavy than previous Uncharted's were. That's I true. think part of the thing though is with Final Fantasy Seven is. It is a remake of a game from 1997 and it basically uses the same storytelling technique as that. Like, mm-hmm. like literally, even though these environments are so much bigger than they were before and, you know, so much more beautiful, actually the way that you progress through the story is a traditional 
PS1 era Final Fantasy. And so that means Mm. that it is a case of walking through areas that have enemies to battle, getting to an area, and then chatting to someone. And I never felt that that felt dated, but it certainly felt traditional. Mm. Mm. I'd say Um, the area, because I had to cut Final Fantasy video, the um, mm -hmm. area that looked particularly nice was, is it uh, the where you're picking flowers with Aerith, I don't know. Oh where. yeah, so Aerith's house. Okay, yeah, that that area looks yeah incredible. Absolutely. And the thing that I like, I love a lot about this game, but I think it's probably aside from the combat, its chief sort of triumph is the characterization. Like these characters have distinct arcs that they didn't have in this span of time in the original game. Like I think a lot of people that have only played the demo might find that Cloud's a bit of an arsehole. And that's absolutely fair, but he has an arc over the entirety of the original game, which sees him sort of soften from this ex-mercenary into someone that's a lot more like invested in the people around him. And you see that happen in a smaller element over the span of this game. And seeing all of his interactions like with Tifa, with Barra, with Aerith, there's so much astonishing characterization here. Like, there's some stuff with Tifa towards the end of it where like it genuinely made my heart melt. Like it's so well put together. And like I've got already such affinity for these characters, but seeing it done on this level, I thought was something that was really special. I think they've uh, definitely grown Aerith as well as a character. Like from the original, she was just this girl who was just obsessed. As soon as she met Cloud, she wanted him as a boyfriend mm-hmm. and she was constantly making jokes about, you yeah. can be my boyfriend. Whereas in this one, it's not like that. She's just, you know, a person with a good heart is looking yeah. to help people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's they, interesting they, they, what they've done with the romancing, actually, because I think that love triangle between Cloud, Tifa and Aerith was a big deal in the original. It's mm-hmm. much, much more subdued now. Like, as you say, Aerith isn't... The, there's the joke about her paying him via a date. Yeah. But beyond that, like, it, it's despite the fact it's quite a thirsty game in some ways, like it has, <laughs> it basically has some of the most beautiful characters sort of like I've seen in a long time. And Jesse, who wasn't a very well characterized character in the original, she mm. is the like 30th character I've seen in yeah. the game for a long time. <laughs> but like the dynamics of the whole thing have changed rapidly. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I like think... Jesse knows what she wants and she is going to get yeah. it. <laughs> so... like, story things aside, I think the one thing I've seen everyone agree on is that fundamentally it's just really fun. And that's what I'm into. I'm into fun. And I don't know, every time I, I haven't yet, I didn't play the demo because I just wanted to wait. And hmm. every time hmm. I see the combat, it does just look fun. It looks more, it looks like a refined Kingdom Hearts combat to me which is what I want because I enjoy Kingdom Hearts, but I do find the combat just a little... They throw so much at you and you don't know really what's going on half the yeah. time. Whereas this, it looks like you genuinely have to think about it and not just button bash. Well, I, I would say like the material system has its own quirks anyway. And if you come in from the original, you kind of have a leg up there. But even at this point, I'm like 50 hours in now and I'm doing a lot of end game stuff. And I'm still like learning new techniques and new combinations of material to, to get new new results like it's very elemental based and things like that but then you're always developing these new types that can really help in the situations so it's, it's quite de- deep even though you know it appears to be like shallow it appears to be just keep mashing square and then throw a fire every every now and again but it's way more to it <laughs> the thing i really love as again. well is that you have like when you get new weapons it's not like this weapon replaces the one you had before like they all have their pros and cons mm. and each new weapon you get teaches you a new ability that doesn't require magic points and doesn't use materia 
And some of those abilities, like, not only are incredibly useful in combat, like, the way those abilities are animated, like, Tifa has one called Star Strike, yeah. which is just, like, she starts with a couple of slow beats, and then it turns into, like, mad full anime, like, maybe 20 strikes within the space of two seconds. <laughs> and that looks, like, it's genuinely, I think it is the best-looking combat I've ever seen in a game in terms of that Japanese action style. Like, I've not seen anything that looks so dynamic. Mm. So I actually thought that about uh, 15 at the time that came out. And so it it feels like they are... It it also, to me, without a lot of Kingdom Hearts knowledge, it looks like a... The combat looks like a better 15 combat, which I'm I'm into because I did enjoy how 15 worked. Yeah, absolutely. And like... And yes, like you say, that... um, I remember when I first played the, the Final Fantasy 15 demo... And there was a bit where I accidentally did a co-op move with another character in my party. And then when they finished it, they like fist bumped mm-hmm. as part of the animation. I was like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a combat game. <laughs> like, It's such a nice way mm-hmm. to make that feel like your party is a party of people working together. And I, I am into the idea of Seven kind of pushing that along and really experimenting with how much they can do. Mm with that idea of like a party's not just a makeup of strategical decisions, but the characters you want to see fight together, mm-hmm. which is yeah. kind of a nice way to, mm-hmm. to work with that. Because you, yeah. you have to, you have to swap between characters. You can't, it, the way to best imagine it is it's not just a, a party of characters. Like they're actually different weapons. So cloud mm. is your close combat guy. Aerith is your caster. Barrett is your long range. And when you need those things, you physically, they will attack on their own, but to get the best out of them, you have to swap to them. And mm. as you're swapping around, they're saying things to each other. They're like, oh, like Barrett will come in. He's like, oh, you need me now. And sort of like Aerith is like, no, I'm here to support you. And all of those little banter bits, like it, as you say, it makes you feel like they're working together as a team. Mm. I have one question for you boys. Uh, as someone who hasn't played the original, and I think a few people have this dilemma, when they finish this game, I probably will be tempted to go and play the original to see the story. Do you think that's something you should do, or at this point you should just wait for part two? I do uh, it. You yeah, do it. I would do it. Yeah, like um, especially just play the bit you've uh, you've just experienced in the remake, and then may- and then also while you're waiting for the sequel, you can carry on and play the rest of the game, and then see how they're going to approach the sequel. Because you know who who knows what that sequel is going to look like and yeah. what shape it's going to be in and so we it's don't even know if it's just one more part or two more parts or yeah. three more i mean parts. like yeah. at the moment i'm guessing another two but the thing that's important is this game expands and it doesn't radically change that storyline but it expands and adds new things hmm. i think like when when you go back you're not going to be ruining anything that comes forward for you because we don't hmm. know what those next games will be like and yeah. maybe at that point, it would be nice for you to see what could be potentially on the horizon. And then you get the same experience that like me and Dale are going through where we get the surprises of what's new next time. Yeah, mm. that's ha- the way I, that's the way I'm looking at it. I think I will, when I finish this, go to the original because I don't just want to read the story. Actually, a good way of putting it is uh, our, our friend Tam from GameSpot put it a great way to me, which is at this point, if you go back to the original, it'll be like reading the Wikipedia version of this story. Because yeah. you've got so much less detail, but oh, it, I kind of want to do that. Well. I think I think yeah. I'm going to do it. 
but I do what have to play this one first. So. What's well, going to take you 35 hours on this one will take, you can take you like three, four hours on that one. So it's going to be crazy, like seeing how fast it moves in comparison. <laughs> yeah. It's quite interesting actually to see somebody playing it for the first time and then going back and playing the original afterwards instead of this way around. Mm. There we go. Mm. Sounds fun. I think, I, yeah, what a lot of jolly fun we've <laughs> had. And now from uh, a futuristic retelling of a very old PS1 product to another DualSense. You're so down on this. PlayStation 5 controller. Yeah, I think it looks fine. I think the DualSense looks horrific. Um, I don't like the name. The I, I, name is off-putting. Do you want to say it sound, looks like condoms? It looks like condoms, <laughs> sounds like a sex toy. It, like, what's wrong with DualShock? That sounds well, because... more like a, that sounds like a, like a two thousand and one hair gel, but at least that's better. <laughs> well, the idea is is that oh, this yeah. you can sense the game through the controller. Oh. <sighs> just DualShock do, Five. Do, do people want that? Do, do people call it that the game anyway? The controller. I, just I actually it's do. my PlayStation so, controller. <laughs> okay. so. I'll, I'll put it down. Like I like. So I think it's a shame that they dropped the classic look of the DualShock. Like this is a controller that doesn't look like a fundamental PlayStation product so much anymore. Mm. I like that. Whereas the Xbox is, you know, I don't want to completely shit on what Microsoft are doing because I am really interested in the series X, but what Microsoft are doing is they're making a bigger, more powerful version of what they made before. I like that everything that PlayStation are thinking about is the stuff that's just around power. So Mm. audio, so faster loading speeds, changing the way that people have to physically build their games. And then with the controller, it's like we want you to be able to feel your games in a more higher fidelity than in the way that sort of like Xbox sort of tried this by putting rumble uh, motors in the triggers on the Xbox One. And admittedly, mm. nobody's ever used that aside from like two ports of games. Yeah. My hope would be like I genuinely would be like pretty into the idea of that promise of when I pull back the trigger in Horizon Zero Dawn, like I'm feeling the tension of a bowstring. Like if it actually works, then I'm well into that. But like I have to wait and see if they actually do that, right? Well, if, there, if there's one yeah. game it will work for, it'll be that if that's if Horizon Zero Two is a launch game, which a lot of people think it could be, like they'll definitely have that sort of stuff ready for that to show it off. I do think I will say like um what I dislike about it is the is mainly the coloration mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I think when people have done those mock-ups where it's coloured completely black, I think it looks mm-hmm. fine. Um, I am worried about what it means for the colour and look of the console because I think it might look like the Audi from iRobot, as I've said <laughs> off this call. Um, I, but I think it's fundamentally the DualShock to me is a worse controller than the Xbox One controller. Like, I think the Xbox One Elite controller is the best video game controller ever made. And if they can get towards that which they are certainly in shape so how it feels will be similar to that i'm into that um i don't mind the vtory transparent buttons the more i look at them um i do think it's a shame that we've lost the colors but like i like the colors. Gonna do? and to be fair down the line we know there's going to be color variations oh as soon as they make a ps1 colored version of that controller yeah, yeah, that's, like, that's, that's exactly what happened with dualshock yeah. uh, 4 i was just like yeah give me that what do we um, think about the share yeah, button it's... now being called create button it's just going to be for streaming, isn't yeah. it? Like, surely Little that's all built-in microphone as well, so you can basically make a phone call with your controller. It's like, yeah, it, I quite like that. It's almost like implying that they've made another big step with it, when really it just seems like a rebranding of that button more than anything. Yeah. Uh, what I think genuinely what they're doing is uh, 
making sure that Nintendo and Xbox look old by having share <laughs> buttons. Yes, yeah. While they have, and what they've done is go on. So I was just wondering, and this is not wholly my thoughts because actually uh, Max on Beyond Podcast was discussing this idea, the idea of maybe with Create, it points towards slightly smaller other elements like being able to actually do a voice commentary over the clip you've made or Mm. potentially turn your clip into a TikTok. That's what I was Uh, thinking, yeah. So I think that's eminently... Like, I think they'll be going to different social media platforms Mm -hmm. for sure. I also think... um, part of it will be they did this uh they did a patent and they've talked about it before like mark cerny's talked about it around like this subject but this idea that you're going to be able to do more on the home screen than like tell people what trophy you just got or way what you're playing it's going to be like i'm in this area trying to do this thing Mm. so the create button could be this idea of you're creating a timestamp in a game and there was even stuff in the patent about um essentially creating inbuilt challenges so you can go i got from here to here and collected these things in this amount of time yeah. can you beat me and because of the loading screen stuff people will be able to click your tile jump into your exact save state and then try and do that same that thing was, so you'll get like yeah. or if there's twitch creators and stuff creating their own challenges and like beat me yeah. uh while exactly. streaming and, and things thing. like if you're stuck in a part of a game you can just create that save file send it to your friend they send it back and they've got over the hump for you <laughs> They kind of had the yeah. first steps of that already, though, with PS4, didn't they? There was initially an idea of doing something like SharePlay. You can do right? SharePlay, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I've Has anyone it. done that? I've done it a little bit. Uh, I did it once. It was shy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've done it's it. It's all like... these little elements that I actually, like, I find all of this really interesting. Like, I'd rather see these kind of things in a console than just... More power. Yeah, 20% better graphics yeah. than last gen. Like, honestly, Final Fantasy, like, I... I I think there is a couple of texture streaming issues in that game. But overall, Final Fantasy is as good as I really want a game to look. Like God of War is as great as I, you know, I'm I'm happy with. And yeah, it's great to see those improved upon. But I'm much more interested this gen in seeing like the quality of life and the creative solutions to other elements. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'm what I'm happy about is that the idea that we have these consoles seemingly actually going in different mm-hmm. directions, which no one expected. Yeah. And like I know we're in a minority, but at some point we'll probably all at least well we'll at least regularly play both, if not own both. Yeah. Like I almost always buy them both because I'm a slave. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're like I'm happy that we have two consoles that are trying different Absolutely. things, and if that means that the exclusives are really cool in different ways, that's great. My only worry with the, the PS5 stuff is at what point are we getting into that weird N64 thing where they made programming for it purposely hard and then it made all their games weird for ages yeah. um, i mean that's a ps3 like, issue we... as well right is that yes. the cell broadband issue yeah. was yeah. such a, a development problem that yeah like mm. i like that this generation is not just two powerful pcs like i've got a pc i don't need that experience on a console um mm. but as you say like there is the chance that all of this stuff the io tech that they're developing for ps5 I'm hoping that that's just basically advanced PC tech because obviously that sort of stuff exists in SSDs as it is. But mm. I don't want it to turn into a developmental hazard for developers, which means that suddenly you've just got a Series X game that sort of runs a bit odd on a PS5. Mm. And yeah. I think, yeah, that's when you get to like Bayonetta, yeah. like being an absolute shit yeah. show on PS3 compared to and I think with this controller as well, you've now basically with the microphone, you've got everything you need to make everything in dreams. 
which further puts my point that Dreams that is, is just going to be on PS5. Yeah, I do hope so. Like, that would be really Dreams cool. lives in your controller now. <laughs> as, as well as in you your mind. You just whisper into your controller <laughs> and it makes a game. Oh, I've had, you know, I've lived out many of my greatest dreams with a controller in hand. So, there we go. I was so sure that you were taking over Segway. No, 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 yeah, no. Same, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, so I much would never like do that. Go, and another of those dreams is <laughs> Cooking Mama. <laughs> I've never played a Cooking Mama. Uh, I, mean, I know exactly what it is. Don't worry about it. It's a holdover. I've got to come to terms. I've never played a Cooking yeah. Mama. Uh, well, imagine the Nintendo DS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of Isn't them. it basically overcooked? Um, kind of. No, not not even. You're close. making, you're making not even, food. Yeah, but it's about taking a dish and then doing that dish well. It's not about making a meal or serving it or anything like I'm that. Making a meal of this, so it's like I'm chopping up a moussaka aubergine, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> moussaka aubergine. Yeah. yeah, an aubergine to oh, go in a moussaka. Nice. You need a thin you layer do. of aubergine I really, twice, mate. That's why I don't like moussaka because I really don't like aubergine. Oh, oh, I'm into no, it, mate. Aubergine's like great. Aubergine, no. it's a big roasted aubergine. I'm, I'm up. For, <laughs> you can make a. I'm up for most things. Make a good vegan pulled pork out of an aubergine. Oh, hey, did you say amazing. an aubergine was meaty, Matt? It is. Yeah, it's, it's a, a bit, meaty a bit, yeah. bit like a mushroom. Yeah, it's it is. It's, it's got, got a meat <laughs> element, mate. But I love mushrooms. <laughs> You're cooking your aubergine. That's wrong. the thing. I love mushrooms. <laughs> hate aubergines. I also hate courgette. Yeah, I don't like well, courgette uh, unless it's like I like tightly like. Really small bits in like a pasta or something like that. Thinly sliced courgette gr- on a barbecue Ooh, with salt on it. That sounds good. That's real good. Mm. But otherwise, agreed. Yes. Gross. Anyway. Cooking <laughs> mama. I know this isn't our usual situation, but I have to kind of... This is more a venting situation for me. Um, I've been following up. I don't know if anyone listening to this podcast will A, care about this, or B, have followed You will care afterwards. There's a game called Cooking Mama Cookstar, and it was meant to be out last week. No, two weeks ago. Uh, and indeed, in the US, it did come out on Nintendo eShop. So it's the first Switch Cooking Mama game. Um, it's also scheduled for PS4. Fuck knows where that is. Um, but it came out on eShop and was there for a few hours and then disappeared. So people started going, what's happened with that? Uh, and then people started looking at the... Uh, release dates and they were all over the place some retailers were already selling physical copies some were having them for well it should technically be coming out today in europe mm. uh, as we as we record so yesterday when we release um and uh god knows if that's going to happen some people have it for the end of the month some people just aren't selling it anymore target in the us were selling it at one point and then just delisted it and their pr won't tell me why <laughs> um the point here is that no one really knows who at first no one knew who made it because it didn't seem to be the japanese company that invented it that named themselves cooking mama limited after selling 20 million cooking mama games. why haven't they made another um, one what are they doing make money i've got mate so uh, there's a lot at work here and no straight answers but what we do know is that they announced uh, a company called planet entertainment in the u.s uh who have several different addresses and at least two names um announced the and don't talk to you if you email them i'll tell you that um they uh they they announced they were going to release a new cooking mama game but they were going to put blockchain technology in it um for two reasons one uh people could invest in the game in a new way um by using cryptocurrency 
So that's kind of boring for us, but it's apparent, apparently important for investors in 21st century The obvious world. connection, cooking mama and crypto. Yeah. Well, so their next, the next thing was they, they wanted to make, and I actually think this sounds quite cool, just not in cooking mama. <laughs> they wanted to make every copy have a unique crypto key, which meant that every game would be, would be fundamentally unique in different ways. Like it would display stuff differently in every game, you would have a unique copy of Cookie So some Mama. people would have aubergines um, and some wouldn't? Well, I, I don't know how deep they were going to go mm. with that kind of stuff, but it would be like, your cook- kitchen looks different, or you'll get like, it will generate a different version of the game for whichever one you have. <laughs> but the big part of this was that uh, that unique key would also mean you could digitally sell a used copy. So you could buy a digital game, and then you could sell that to someone as a used game because of the unique key would verify that that was the one copy that existed. Okay. So it's actually kind of solving a problem with digital reselling mm. and actually opening a used games market in digital, which is quite cool. Um, but when Cooking Mama didn't appear, all these people were suddenly like, it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, and uh, I wrote a story, which you can read, called the Switch Cooking Mama game that came out and then disappeared. That was just me going, what the fuck is going on? Like, I had no real answers and I wasn't pretending to have any. I just wanted to get it off my chest that I'd been looking into Cooking Mama for two days. Cooking Mama have been installing 5G uh, and (laughs) 5G masts in Birmingham (laughs) that have been burned down. Um, Well, so this, I brought this out and then the next day, I seem to have accidentally helped birth a conspiracy theory because someone <laughs> you love it. put up a supposed disc. I kind of love it and I'm frightened because um, QAnon might go for me now. Who knows what's going to happen? In- I'm, pe- I'm going to be Pizzagate. Um, this, um, yeah, so they, <laughs> this, but someone went on Discord and said, do not install the new Cooking Mama game. It is crypto mining in the background, which is essentially... <laughs> You can set up a PC to automatically authenticate cryptocurrency payments that people make, and that earns you a bit of money. This is a trade. Some people do it full-time. Um, the problem here is, A, people reverse-engineered the game and said, no, it isn't. <laughs> B, the Switch is not powerful enough to do this. You need like high-spec PC to cope with the amount of calculations that's doing. You need fucking teraflops coming out your ass, mate. Um <laughs> And then they, a load of the stuff in, that was supplemented in that uh, post was drawn directly from my article. Like, for instance, one of Planet Entertainment's listed headquarters is a weird old house in the middle of Connecticut. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, and so people suddenly started going like, it's, it's real! Because everyone's at home and has nothing to concentrate on in their lives, so everyone yeah. thinks Cooking Mama's stealing money one from One day them. we'll find that um, little house on GeoGuessr and we'll get it bang on. One meter away. I will. I actually. I know the road. <laughs> I know the number on that road that that is. We'll absolutely smash it. Um, and so uh, it, this immediately had to be shut down uh, after two years. The develop of not tweeting. The developer who are called First Playable Productions came out and said, "It's not crypto mining. Don't worry about it." Uh, the publisher finally posted on the Cooking Mama Cookstar Twitter account, which had been silent for ages. Um, saying no, obviously it's not, and and but the problem here is that we still don't know what's actually happened to the game. Like this has kind of been a weird smokescreen. The game still technically isn't out anywhere. It might be coming out today, but who fucking so, knows? Like I've talked to the I talked to the distributor 
in the US, in Europe, sorry, um, which is Coke and or Koch over here, mm. sorry, and they're like we literally don't know. Like that's good. Right now we don't know that. Like all they can say, it's not a no comment. It's it's a we don't know. <laughs> um, so I'm talking to everyone, and there's a there's this interview going out at the moment, uh, or that went out on Screen Rant, which was a developer saying, "I work there. What's happened is." the license holders in Japan came over to the US and wanted the game to be delayed because they didn't think it was good enough. The publisher then published the game uh, without telling them. It went out and then Office Create, the Japanese company, went to Nintendo and had it removed that from the UK. Sounds, and now there's a legal... That sounds like it could be right. To me, yes. that's Occam's razor. <laughs> like, to me, that's what's happened as far as I can work it out. Mm-hmm. But That's not fun. But now here's this, right? The CEO of the developer went on Twitter and said, this interview is from a person that doesn't exist. They've spoofed it. It's fake. And now I'm stuck in a situation of like, I've I've talked to this CEO and uh, she's reiterated that point. The reason I haven't updated any articles at the moment is I'm trying to work out who's lying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. And I don't know if anyone actually is. I think there just might be wildly different takes on this, mm. and no one's oh, legally allowed to say stuff. I can't wait for the Netflix series about that. I'm in Zodiac. <laughs> well, I just watched... I am the Mark Ruffalo of Cooking I actually, Mama. last week, watched Millions, the HBO documentary about the McDonald's mm. Monopoly scandal. And yeah, it's, it's an alright documentary, but it has the sort of feeling to... I don't want to spoil that for people, but it has that sort of feel to it that it's just this innocuous thing that's meant to be fun for people is just yeah. mad it's turned into this bizarre thing where it's all i'm thinking about i can only think about cooking mama and wondering if people emailing me are making stuff up like i don't do you know, know who, I, going do you know who I think it's who's behind all this carol oh. baskin i thought you were gonna say yeah. i knew it i Good. knew it carol baskins again <laughs> Baskins is out Robin. <laughs> Bask- oh, Baskins and Robins. See, see yeah, I that. quite like that. Uh, um, uh, very good. All of which is to say I've gone mad, and that's kind of the whole... I just wanted to get it off my chest. But I, I'm, I'm still... Rep- if anyone is interested, yeah. I'm still trying to find out what's going on. I've got irons in the fire. I've got anonymous sources coming I can't to wait for this podcast to be sourced and used in the Netflix doc. <laughs> <laughs> I, have say, I have to say, when I started doing this job the executive news editor job i did not think that this would be the first major expose <laughs> in my career <laughs> it's all kicking off it's insane uh, uh but while i've been doing that you've been playing and watching things, oh yes which is the next this is our new arbitrary this is our <laughs> weekly segment of like lockdown entertainment what we've oh is this what we've been doing of, yeah just what we've been, been filling our time with basically uh oh cool yeah. Go on, uh, well, I have been playing more Persona 5 Royal because that's what I do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm now 95 hours in, so... He's got an illness! <laughs> and how many hours have you played of Animal Crossing? Ooh, I don't know. I haven't looked. It's a lot. Well, that's the good... last, the past online. week, I've only been playing Animal Crossing maybe an hour or hour a day. Like, I've been popping and doing my stuff. Like, I'm amazed that you've managed to squeeze it all in. Really? Like, I know we're at home and everything, but still, like... Feel like I'm working all day. If you think if you take out, yeah, it's weird. It's almost like he's <laughs> not doing any work during the day. No, I've got, I've got the proof. I've published things. Um, <laughs> I've just seen that I've played for eighty-five hours. Oh in that <laughs> you can say that, Dale. You, you've, you're fifty hours in a Final Fantasy. You've only had that a week. Very... And a... You jobber. 
I've had it more on the week, mate. But yeah, yeah. fair point, fair <laughs> point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm now, last night I finished, I got up to the point of Persona 5 Royal where Persona 5 ends. So I'm now into the new stuff and it's the bit I'm really... Oh my God, it's... you've just got to the new stuff. <laughs> well, there's new stuff sprinkled in the whole way, but now's the new semester, the new palace, like the big new addition to the story and sorry as someone who knows nothing about persona new semester and new palace do not feel like oh sorry well you know what what semesters are school semesters (laughs) yeah there's a new school semester and a so palace are basically the big dungeons you do in persona right Uh, so there's like eight or nine of them in the main game but um i look forward to doing that in 20 years time (laughs) i'm stoked for it it's so good um but yeah, I'm into new stuff, and it is a new twist on a palace with all the new characters, and it's... I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but it, it started off well, and they're doing some cool story. There's a cool twist right at the beginning of that stuff, which I didn't actually see coming, which was very good. Uh, wow! Because the main twist of Persona, about 70 hours in, is excellent. <laughs> hours in. And then there's another one a few hours later, which is also excellent. Uh. Look, it's God, brilliant. It makes me tired thinking it's, about that it's game. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I've been doing that. It's still brilliant. I've also played the first five missions of the Modern Warfare 2 remaster. Jumped back into that mm. for a few hours. I just did the one in Virginia where the the invasion has started, basically, and you're defending like the Burger King and stuff. Oh, yeah, we're at the uh, same point then. Oh, nice. Um, I That game... It's a lot harder than I remember. <laughs> like, well, maybe getting, you're just worth, mate. I don't think it is. Like, I'm just getting killed from enemies I'm not seeing. Like, I'm just, I just walk into an area. I'm basically what I'm doing is, I think I'm basically not taking cover because <laughs> in the newest Modern Warfare, you don't really need to take much cover. I found you could kind of run through and kill. Whereas I think feel like Modern Warfare was and Modern Warfare Two were trying to be a bit more military realistic in this fact you can't just run out there and go blase you actually have to take cover take out a few enemies move to the next bit of cover and i'm forgetting to do that and dying a lot but the the story is still i think it's still a great arc that especially those first two modern warfare games three i still like but it went a bit mad for me but uh i just did the vivella mission which i know you love uh matt takedown i personally do not like that mission i must say it replaying it I don't like it as much, but I think part of that is so originally I would have played it on PC where it is a lot easier yeah, to yeah. seek and shoot enemies with a mouse and trying to do it on console. I'm finding is quite yeah. a challenge. Well, I forgot how generous the lock on was on. Yeah. Console it's mad, as well. isn't it? It it's almost Grand Theft Auto style. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. You just like un- press L2 locks onto a head. that's part of the tutorial as well like when the the sergeant is shouting at you he's like yeah just hold aim down sights and it'll snap two for you yeah it's mad you have to adjust a little bit yeah yeah. i'm still dying a lot though but um do you know what i like the snow mission at the start of the game a lot more than i remember because i remember not liking that but it's especially the Mm. um which we call it the snow bike the snowmobile section yeah Yeah. that is very inception yeah uh oh yeah yeah and I, I forgot that's what i loved about those modern warfare games is that each mission a few were quite similar but each mission has its own little quirk like that where you're doing something a bit out of the ordinary and yeah it's and it looks great sounds great it's 
good game on Warfare 2, in case you didn't know. Yeah. And um, that remaster looks a lot nicer than like when we did the um the graphics comparison. Hmm. Like the bit where you climb up the ice wall with soap. Yes. Um the the it's not it's not just like a basic texture change. It is like that entire wall has been like I don't think it's been fully remodeled, but it looks so much more detailed than it yeah. used to. Like if that game came out, like the shooting does feel a little bit dated and the lock-on does, but mm-hmm. looks-wise, if that came out, you wouldn't really think this doesn't look good because it looks great. Uh, the one other thing I did, I binged all of the Netflix documentary series, Sunderland Till I Die. Um, I'm thinking about watching this. Do you know what? I, so I never watched season one when it came out and season two came out a week ago. So I started from the start and just binged all of it. It's quite done. They're like half an hour, 35 minute episodes. Uh, and they it's only like eight or 10. I think actually the second series only has six episodes, but um, it's just really good. If you're into, if you're not into football, you might not get much out of it. But uh, I watched, so when I watched the first series, I got two episodes in, but it's, it made me so sad. Oh yeah. It's definitely, like it, cr- I cringed so yeah. much at all these decisions and like, it's going so badly for them, yeah. and you remember that they're real people, and you're like, especially oh as God, I know, this is horrible. What happens in real life? I yeah, know yeah, what yeah. happens. What the outcome of the optimism at the start of it is is quite sad. Um, but yeah, but yeah, they have a really good cast of characters. Like the fans they have are really good, and mm. they have like much more access to actual players and stuff than I, and footage than I was expecting. Because normally mm. when you're dealing with football stuff clubs are very protective of their players and don't really let them speak their minds which you get a lot of well that was a big that was a big thing when it came yeah. out right because everyone was like how the fuck did they make this this exactly. isn't meant to be a professional football <laughs> like in like on deadline day talking about players they didn't get and stuff and like i'm amazed they show mm. that and like players actively like talking saying like yeah i don't really agree with what the manager's doing here and it's like i'm very surprised they put that in That's there mad. but I guess maybe they knew it was coming out yeah. so far away that it was just like, oh, yeah. well, we'll just... Oh, so when is, is it? when is the date range then? So the first series was two seasons ago and the okay. second series is last season. Okay. All so right. then... Going... But it came out like after the events of that season had finished, yeah, right? Yeah, it's all... Yeah. And so basically it's just really good. If you're not into football, I don't know if you'll get much out of it, to be honest with you. Um, but they do present it in a way that they give you all the basic information of like stuff that I don't bat an eyelash, to, an eyelid to even uh, like uh, <laughs> just like what a league is and if you get promoted, yeah. what happens. But they present that well. But ultimately, it is just about a really poorly run it business, is. especially like, there's some that, that for that uh, weirdly for a business has loads of mm. people in the town who are like, I love this business. <laughs> so in the second, I will die for this business. In the second series, they have two new owners and. One of them seems genuinely uh, like he wants this club to do well. He likes football and he's very invested. The other guy is very David Brent and okay, he, no, has some mo- he has some moments where he's like, like, there's the bit, I think it's a clip that's going around of when they're trying to choose new like stadium intro music and he's going very Brent. He's like, we need this. And he puts on like a IB for like dance club hit. <laughs> And then, like he goes, he's like going around mouth, like imagine this, imagine this. And then, like one guy in the corner just goes, "It doesn't matter what we play, uh, the PA is terrible." And they just cut to his face, and he just looks like he wants to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's good moments like that. So, and it's also inspired me to start a new football manager save as Sunderland. 
I had my time as Newcastle. I've gone over to Wearside. <laughs> uh, but I'm not properly doing that. That's just if I'm a bit bored and want to fill half an hour at like midnight. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Matt, tell me what you've been up to. Uh, I have, uh, like I said, I've played a little bit of Modern Warfare 2, but also after I finished Final Fantasy 7, I decided I wanted more Final Fantasy, so I played some 14. I haven't played 14 oh. for years. Mm. And so I know you played a little bit not so long ago, didn't you? Yeah, I did about five or so hours. Mm-hmm. I kind of got into it and then suddenly realised what I was doing was playing an MMO and I remembered that I don't like them. <laughs> um, and like, no matter how well it's been, and it has, like, it's very impressive how well it caters to a single player. Um, but no matter how much it does that, I'm, I'm, ultimately I'm walking around a world that's just covered in fucking text and people's <laughs> names and titles and like stats popping mm-hmm. up and like, yeah. it's all this shit that I don't that want does, in my single player game. Me. Yeah, so yeah, and like, yeah, there's a lot to it that I enjoyed and was impressed by, but not enough to to commit mm-hmm. to. The the reason why, because MMOs aren't typically my deal. Like, I play I played a mm-hmm. lot of WoW when I was younger, um, but I only I did about fifty hours in Final Fantasy fourteen the first time round. But I've got a, mm-hmm. a few friends that play it religiously, and apparently it's one of these where like apparently the expansion packs are inc- like genuinely top tier Final Fantasy. I know, uh, but I know it takes me a long time to get there. But it was a bit like if I'm ever going to do it, it's when I'm locked up yeah. in my house. So I'm going to try it. We'll see how far I get. Like I'm not. That's it. People say Shadowbringers' story is like mm. legitimately incredible, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like not even from a Final Fantasy aspect. Just like this is an amazing thing that's yeah, happened. exactly. And sort of like I do really want to experience that. And I've heard like the raids because there's a lot of like. There's raids based on Final Fantasy VII. There are raids based on Nier mm. and stuff like that. I want to see all that, but whether I've got the patience to see it out in a genre that I don't typically go for, because if we're talking about mm. like night and day between the combat system of fourteen and and seven remake, like I'm not a big fan of cooldown based MMO combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already, because obviously my character is quite low level at the moment. That's trying my patience a bit because I've got four skills, and you know two of them you have to use in rapid succession in order to get anywhere. And that's already boring me. But that's there's it. also, you know, when I, I said sort of like a couple of weeks ago, I've been playing the Division 2 and there was a, mm. a certain amount of catharsis in this troubled time of just playing games that are just kind of like, go here, do this, go here, do this, go here, do this. And that sort of like clearing a map and mm-hmm. just that, that sort of element is doing something for me. So... Mm. But yeah, when I'm not doing that, I've got an hour left of Half-Life, which is, is nice after I've finished um, Final Fantasy VII to be able to go back to Half-Life because where yeah. I left it, it was properly kicking off as if like, no, Half-Life Alex is actually Half-Life 3. So like, it's nice to jump back into that. And when I'm not doing that, I'm painting Warhammer. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Dale. Uh, mostly, to be honest, playing Final Fantasy VII, but I feel like I've just about wrapped up with that now. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, but we've also been watching Ozark season three. I talk, spoke about this a little bit last week, but we finished it last night, and I just want to say it's very, very good, and everybody should watch I've it because I feel like, very, like I've heard yeah, the ending I've, is especially very good. Yes, very shocking as well. Like I feel like this is a show that everyone says is good, but it doesn't feel like it ever pushes through that conversation. Mm-hmm. It never feels like everybody's talking about it. It just feels like a select few. But it's got. I mean, it's still basically breaking bad but about money laundering right it's, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. and this season especially has a lot of beats which i believe 
So I guess yeah, season three of Breaking Bad, it has a lot of beats that are quite similar to that as well. But that's a good show. That's a good yeah. thing to model. I watched on. season one and I need to catch up. Maybe I would I, I would say you'd be have a massive advantage watching two and three back to back because okay. two was feels like such a long time ago. There was constant moments where we had to pause it and we're like, wait, what happened with that person again? Because <laughs> they refer back to a lot of season two stuff and it felt like it was a long time ago we watched it. So watching it back to back would be really helpful. I'd imagine. I'm, I'm getting See, through season the one was one of those ones where I, I, fin- I finished it and then went, that's enough for me. But everyone says season three is really good and we're going to have to push through season two to get I to it. I don't think season two like, is bad though at all. Like I think it was yeah. just, it. every season kind of has a different like goal, what they're aiming towards and like who they're becoming. Obviously like any show, you know, they're progressing, but I think the main hook of season three was really interesting mm. and I'm um, mm. excited to see what they do next because there definitely will be more from the way they leave it at the end of this season as well. Oh, um, a tease. Oh. Also been doing DIY because... <laughs> I'm in my thirties and I'm married, and that's that's the thing that you get told to do when you're in isolation. Well, that reminds me, yeah. Update: We've painted the shed now. It's now a nice pastel green. So, uh, I said that's the same color as my bathroom. Oh, right. there we go. It's kind of like greeny, bluey sort of color. Yeah, that's going to be the twenty. That's going to be twenty twenties avocado green bathroom, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. like, in a few years, people will be like, "Wow, remember when we did fucking turquoise everywhere? <laughs> yeah. What were we thinking?" <laughs> well, I, I mean, we're trying to sell our flat. Obviously, we're not going to sell it right now, but we we are going to try and sell it once it's all you. over. <laughs> I dare you to sell it right now. Uh, so we thought oh, we'll give the bathroom a new lick of paint, make it look modern. It'll be modern for a couple of years, and then it'll be outdated. But it wouldn't matter because we were sold it by. Then and we'll be out laughing, See you later, laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. Please buy my flat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an update on me. Oh, I've yeah, played yeah, yeah. Uh, alongside Animal Crossing, which I'm not going to talk about. Uh, I've been playing a game called In Other Waters. Speaking of very turquoisey, greeny things, <laughs> um, it is a game that I'm going to say, Dale, Hello. you'd hate it. Okay. Uh, Cardi. Mm, I'm not sure it'd be for you, Matt. I reckon you'd hey. like it. That's What's my guess. Mean? It's a game. About it means it must be quite. It must planet. be quite sensitive and emotional, then, because uh, Dale don't like it. <laughs> How <Tell> dare <laughs> Dale? Don't feel feelings. <laughs> feelings for the week. Um, it's it's a game about being on an alien planet, but you are an AI in someone's diving suit who is trying to catalogue an alien ocean. Uh, And so it's essentially um, what you're seeing is a map and a series of like screens for like analysis. And you're just moving around this map slowly learning about all the stuff in this sea. But because you're an AI, you're not seeing anything other than like the basic sort of computer elements of like, there's a topographical map as like, elements that you're collecting and samples and stuff but as you collect them and catalog them you then get the sketches of those things in the person you're helping's notes so you're like seeing it after the fact and it's got this like basic story of um someone went to this alien planet and then went missing and you've come after them and you're trying to follow up their research but also try and find out where they went sounds like it's kind of got Um, observation and outer wilds sort of hmm. things so it's got all of that except it's not depicted in a 3d world it's kind of observation but you're just playing on the map okay if you see what i mean um i really like it so far it's like it's very gentle and i think if it doesn't change too much i will get bored 
but I think it is changing and giving me more abilities and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and the story's intriguing. What can I play that on? Switch and PC. Um, I th- I haven't tried it in handheld on Switch yet. I think it, it might be very confusing on a small screen because <laughs> there's a lot of text. Um, but it's also like one of the most beautiful UIs I've ever seen because it's all UI. Mm. Um, and it's this like turquoise and yellow color scheme and it's just really, really pretty. Um, and that's just nice. And it's got great sound effects of like bleepy bloopy music and kind of uh, like nice underwater the sounds. sounds of it's water just... is very relaxing, isn't it? The, the, yeah. the, the sound it, of it's a... the tide like slapping against the sand. Slapping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nothing relaxes mate. me like the sound that of slapping. Slaps. <laughs> do, you have a, do, you have, do you have an Amazon Echo or something like that in your house? I don't, but I have YouTube. Uh. So, well, <laughs> oh, fair enough. But I, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've often told we've got um, a Google one. I forget what it's called now, but the Google one in our oh. bedroom. And every now and again, I'll just play, just play the sound of water or the thunderstorms. <laughs> I like the sound of thunderstorms. <laughs> it's nice and relaxing yeah. and screams Anna, and slaps. Anna just has um, slaps, <laughs> tortured James. <Screams. laughs> um, now Anna's always got fireplaces or woods. Yeah, that's or, a good one. Yeah. Uh, or, or weirdly, the Gryffindor common room. Um, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> on our TV at the moment, it's really nice. You just walk through, and I'm in a different place. It's every kind time. of a Brilliant. family routine at Christmas time when we're doing presents. Put on one of the Netflix fireplaces. The oh, sound nice, of that yeah. crackle, I highly recommend. <laughs> yeah, just every so often gives you that little buzz of the <laughs> as a wood bit goes. Best off. bits, best bits. Uh, also, Community's back on Netflix. It is. Uh, that show is still amazing, apart from a lot more gay jokes than I remember. <laughs> there <saying>. are. <laughs> There's a lot of jokes that are just you are gay. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. That, you know they're all Chevy. I, I, from like, memory, they're all most of them are Chevy Chase. <laughs> most of them, it, it's yeah. meant to be. It's generally meant to be from bad characters. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is bizarre. Like you just watch it, you're like, "This is Dan Harmon. He's still doing a lot of comedy right now." And I am, you know, I'm fascinated by the, that very sudden mm-hmm. change yeah. in in comic style. Um, but it's still brilliant. Like the the have you all watched Community? One of my favourite shows of all time. Like, yeah. I adore yeah. it. The, the Chicken Fingers episode is still one of the most <laughs> insanely accomplished bits of comic storytelling that I've ever seen. Dungeons and Dragons episode for me. It's yeah. Incredible. Like, Series 2 is unbelievably good. Um, if you haven't watched Community, you should do that. Also, I've talked about Ellis James and John Robbins' uh, like radio show on here before, but John Robbins' award-winning The Darkness of Robbins stand-up show just went on Netflix. And if you want to laugh a lot and also feel like you're going to cry at someone else's horrible life for an hour, um, it's amazing. It's, ab- it's absolutely incredible. There's a bit... The, the kind of extended joke he closes on in that show is so amazing and so horrible and then has such a good punchline. That uh, yeah, there's very little else like it. Like if you like that James Acaster set of specials on mm. Netflix, it will it will do stuff for you. Nice. Uh, and that's me. Now let's do a quiz in it. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ones and twos, we got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah. And ones and twos, we got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Cardi, you're oh, up. Oh yeah, I'm doing one. Uh, I say I'm doing one. We've delightfully had an endless search sent in from Alex Scorey, who says, "Hi guys." 
Hi. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> them there. It was hey, guys. Oh, uh, sorry. There you go. A uh, big fan of the podcast. During a recent endless search, one of you, can't remember who, suggested a version of the perpetual pursuit using games instead of movies. I, I like was Jesse, from was what I remember. Jesse? There we go. Well, mm. I don't remember what this game is. I'll explain to you. I like the idea so much, uh, I made a bunch of them for my friends and thought you might want to use them as well. He did. He made like 20 or 30 odd. I've picked out 10. Basically, Joe, it is the synonym game. So an example of Call of Duty Modern Warfare would be Shout of Assignment Contemporary Battles. Yes, I do remember this game. There's an example. But I've got ten more for you here, and it's a three-way game, so it's just whoever. whoever, You don't have to buzz, but if you know it, say it, and I'll keep a little little scoreboard. Okay? Are we ready? Okay. Here we go. So the first... And there's also, if none of you get it, I've got the year the game released as a little clue. So there we go. First one. Paraphernalia of Strife. Paraphernalia of Strife. And is of still the same? Words like of and the aren't changing. Paraphernalia of Strife. Oh, I feel like this is on the edge of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder where you're going there. The edge of my. I'm not. I'm not edging. More <laughs> <laughs> paraphernalia of strife. <laughs> oh god! Uh, no idea. Uh, 2006 game. Uh, doesn't help. At Xbox all. game. Gears of War. It is Gears of War. Oh, there you go. Paraphernalia of strife. How the fuck is paraphernalia from gears? <laughs> gear. Like if you have gear, you have paraphernalia. But that's not gears. Paraphernalias, then. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's close enough. This is not, from experience, this is not an easy game to write. So give it a rest. <laughs> <laughs> right, number two. Subway Migration. Train Simulator? No. Um... Oh, I like how your brain went there. Uh... Subway Migration. Tony Hawk's under. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, it's oh. a game that came out last year. Mm. Mm. So I just want to point out, there's a man across my road who, for the last two days, has been standing in the same place for long periods of time. I saw him earlier and I was like, oh, he's back. He's just re-emerged wearing a different shirt maybe he's had a shower he's just disappeared and come back with a different shirt but he's he's just standing in a driveway (laughs) oh he's just looked at is it (laughs) is it something like tube mapper or something like that what the hell is that i don't know but there's (laughs) mini metro yeah mini metro mini metro um (laughs) uh, it's not it is in a series of games a series of shooters oh i was way off um it came out last year. Yeah. There were no shooters Subway last year. Migration, there were. Um, how many more clues can I do for the completely? <laughs> I think, think Russia. Metro Exodus. Oh, Metro Exodus. Yeah. Sub- I don't really want the point for that. Well, do you know what? I'll give you a half. Thanks. <laughs> uh, 
let me actually write that properly. Uh-huh. Uh, cool. Number three. Cumbersome torrent. What was the second word? Heavy rain. Oh, oh. Heavy rain. Yeah, there we oh. go. Joe's smashing it. Come on, lads. Two and a half to go there. Ooh. Seven more to go, though. There's plenty of time. <laughs> beast bridge. Bit of beast bridge for you. Uh, animal Crossing? Uh, it is Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's good. Bit of Beast Bridge. I'd play Beast Bridge. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'll play it. Maybe it's, it's Animal Crossing, but there's a lot of like purges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five. Partial activity. Half Life? It is Half Life. Oh, okay. Okay. On a yeah, run. Combat trail. <laughs> got it. He's got it. It's two and a half to two to Joe and Dale on nothing. Come on, mate. You're right, Don't, embarrass, nice Don't embarrass yourself. Um, number six. Here's one for Dale. Lifeless germ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, is it dead Dead cells? It is dead cells. I, knew you nice. I told you. <laughs> That's exactly what I meant by that. Um, there we go. So it's two and a half, two and one. Still all to play for with four left. I like this one. Magnificent Muscle Lad. Um, oh, oh, no. One Punch Man? No. no. <laughs> the Magnificent... Not the, sorry. Magnificent Muscle Lad. Can't get Beautiful Joe out of my head. <laughs> Brilliant bicep, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Muscle lad. That's such a weird one. Muscle is... It it, it definitely is a synonym for this, but it's not as obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magnificent and lad are very... They are genuine synonyms. Uh, It is a 2010 game, if that helps at all. Oh, okay. Some, it's uh, a, is it something Black Monster Hawk? Boy? No, but the last yeah, yeah. boys right? obviously yeah. It's a platformer. Oh, um, Super Box Boy. No, Super Meat Boy. Super Meat. Boy. Super Meat Boy. <laughs> Dale. Dale stolen it. It's not called Super Box Boy. It's just Box Boy for <laughs> meat. And meat is a bit of a stretch to muscle. muscle. Yeah, but come on, meat <laughs> is muscle. Get my new protein. <laughs> Should have said animal or animal. other words. Animal, animal doesn't mean meat. <laughs> no, but meat <laughs> is animal. <laughs> you just look at an animal, meat. <laughs> meat, you are meat. Family dog, you are meat. <laughs> oh, good. Good one. Uh, so that's two to. Uh, Dale, two to Matt, two and a half to Joe. With two, Ooh. can I have that three one? Uh, that half <laughs> if you need it. Uh, no, I don't want three it. left. Booster Federation. No idea. Booster. Uh, 
Uh, what about the year, Cody? What's it's, the uh, year? 2015. Mm. Uh, I think it's on absolutely everything, but it did start on PlayStation. Uh, oh, Rocket League. It is Rocket League. There we go. Oh, Federation. Oh. All I could think was country. I was like, yeah. Donkey Kong? After a close Dale's gone into the lead with three points. Absolute smash. Yeah. Here's another one for Dale. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to call me? Are you going to call me a germ again? Rim Sprinter. <laughs> Say again. Rim Sprinter. Um... You said rim, right? So now yeah. I'm just thinking of loads of motor stuff games. What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> rim Sprinter. Uh, a nine... It's not a game called Edge Runner, is there? No. Not <laughs> <laughs> Edge Talk. Um, 1993. Oh. Had a famous E3 moment. Ridge Racer. It is Ridge Racer. Oh, nice. nice. There we go. So that's now Dale on three, Matt on three, Joe on two and a half. For being too honourable. <laughs> Restore the point! <laughs> Literally all to play for on the last one. And we've got a good one. Number ten. Are you ready? Mute Bluff. That's Mute Bluff. Silent Hill. It is. He's oh, picked nice. it on three and a half. Three and oh, a half. Dang. Three, three. You couldn't have written that if you wanted. That was exciting. Yeah. Oh, that was. We should do it with three people all the time. What are we doing? <laughs> uh, that was very fun. Thank you, Alex. There are more of those which I can use another time. But also, very happy for people to send things like that in to IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. Mm-hmm. Talking of feedback, Joe. Yeah, we do. Think Matt's first. Yeah, yeah we we'll do that. Matt's yeah. Oh, cool. first. There we go. So we've got one from Alex Madison, who says, hi, guys. Hello. I know <laughs> I, I know this is probably a bit contentious, given the feedback to your controversial review. But back in... Huh? Jul- it's not our controversial review. It's a controversial review. I, did not, <laughs> I, I distanced I, myself from it. <laughs> I was 10 years later than this. <laughs> yeah. But back in July 2007, Capcom released an action game called God Hand for the PS2. What did we give it? Was it like a four? Yeah, like five, I think. Oh, I can't remember. I, I think it's lower than that. Really? I think it was very low. I think it was I'll look it up. I will have a look. historically I'll look low. Up. Anyway, it was mad as fuck game where you played as a character with a powerful hand, but what it did to stand out for me was that it allowed you to unlock new combat moves as you progressed and then piece them together in a menu as a combo in any order you wished. Customizable combo menu. Where has this been since? It was bloody awesome. Thanks, Alex. It was actually in. It's in Absolver. Uh, it's also in. What's the one that Don't Nod did before Life is Strange? Remember me. That's got a customizable oh, yeah. combo system. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not... Absol- Absolver's very cool, but it didn't get enough players to really yeah. work. It was a Devolver game that was like an online brawler, um, which seemed incredibly hard to me. Very cool masks cool. as well. Yeah. That um, cool remember, mechanic, he just but... wasn't that good. Uh, I've played any huh? of those games, but it does sound like a cool mechanic. Yeah. Um, also, we should point out that Mitchell Saltzman, our now action expert, did do a sort of 
<laughs> 10 years later apology piece about God. <laughs> he didn't do the original review, I should point out, but he, he kind of fought, took on IGN's <laughs> mantle and sort of went out there and went, yeah, bit of a misstep that. Um, was that Mikami? No uh, oh, yeah. idea. I've never played God Hand. That... Yeah, I've never played it. Because it was, it was the mad... Um, it was wait, you could like spank people onto the horizon. Um, yeah, it it was. was the it's a clover game. It was captured. apparently Mikami was upset about it. Oh, okay. it might have ruined his career. <laughs> it didn't. He's all right. He's he did all right. He's fine. Yeah. So there yeah. we go. Oh yeah, it was Mikami and uh, Inaba who both did platinum business. Mm-hmm. They did Vanquish and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Good. Yeah. There you go. Have that. Uh, <laughs> I've got some feedback here from Luke Hudson, who says, Hi, UK IGN podcast crew. Hello. Hello. It is IGN UK rather than UK IGN. Oh, come That's fine. On, mate. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, wanted to say you are all both good and or crap, depending on who is hosting this week. Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know which one I like. <laughs> I wanted to bring in some feedback after your section on Half-Life Alex a couple of weeks ago and VR in general. I was wondering yeah. if you have any older, perhaps discontinued franchises which could benefit from a reboot in VR. For me, I would love to have a remake of the two light gun series, Time Crisis and House of Dead. House of the Dead even. Both I think lend themselves really well to a VR duck and cover experience. What do you think? Uh, we kind of had a little talk about this, like worlds we'd want to see in VR, but we didn't talk about specific games. That I do think something like Time Crisis would work. It's kinda... Have you played um, Have you played Robo Recall? I haven't. It's fucking amazing, and it's it feels like a robot themed Time Crisis. It nice. is like you can uh, you can rip off robots' arms and then hit them with them. <laughs> it's great. That does sound very good. Something like Blood and Truth is kind of a bit like that at times. There's a lot of. I mean, honestly, that's most games with guns in VR are basically riffing on Time Crisis in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I, but I would love to see something as mad and blue skiesy and stupid as Time Crisis return in that form. That would be really cool. What about because not many people have fun with it. Imagine how mad Mikami would go in VR. Get him in. <laughs> he'd, go, he'd, he'd be mental. They <laughs> was just left. They um, huh? was just left. He's gone for a week. He left a yeah, message. I didn't want you to say that. Though. Oh, well. Put it in chat. There we go. Dale decided to go to the toilet. Is one. We could cut this bit out and just say, like, Dale, what do you think? That's it. <laughs> um, what other old discontinued franchises? So I don't know. I'd really like. Remember Steel Battalion? Yes, I do. So Steel Battalion, obviously, when it originally came out, came where you, you had to buy a controller that was the size of a tank in order to use I it. I want that controller so much. So, so for anybody that doesn't know what Steel Battalion is, it's a mech game, no surprise coming from me, um, in which like you basically, the controller was a mech's cockpit with a million different buttons on it. Well, the thing about VR is, and they sort of tried this, like I think the sequel to Steel Battalion was Connect, right? Yeah, they did a Connect one where you had to like stand up to look outside yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, is Connect didn't work super great, but VR is a lot more responsive to that. So I like the idea, mm. like in VR, you can have a 70 button controller. It just doesn't have to physically exist because it exists in virtual reality. And I just mm. really want a mech game in VR. Mm. Peter Moore, ex VA, famously, uh, well, semi-famously used to not have a second chair in his office. It was just a steel battalion box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that was when he was at Xbox, obviously. <laughs> 
black huh? and white in VR, some sort of god game. Like I would, yeah. I, I, black and white in VR would really work, actually. Like being a go- like god game would really work because you're just like picking stuff yeah. up, moving it around, like, like City affecting wider spaces. So yeah. I've played a really good VR game, which is called Asgard Giraffe, which in which you play as the god of animals, which I know is a bizarre meat. sort of the start. god of meat. <laughs> the god- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the thing, what you can do in it is, so most of the time you're actually playing as like a Skyrim style RPG, but you can then turn into the god of animals where you get that black and white style above the ground thing and you can just pick animals up and turn them into companions for your character so you can like pull a shark out the water and turn him into a shark man and then he becomes like a companion for your character i'm into that but that sort of being in the sky in vr and like being able to pull like lightning bolts out the sky and stuff like that that is super cool so yeah i think black and white would really work what about totally accurate battle simulator in vr and you can get involved with them yeah, that'd be cool. That sounds I'd really play good that because they basically move with as much grace as I what do. About <laughs> football <laughs> manager in VR, so I can sit on Ooh. the sit in the dugout and watch the games. Watch really low play. Yeah. <laughs> I'd still around. do it. Um, Dale, I told everyone you'd gone to the toilet because I didn't see your message. Oh, so, cheers, uh, mate. You're back. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, Need does it... it still smell of nice paint in your? No, bathroom? no, no. It's sort of oh. died down now. It's just. Uh... Normal. You've, you've covered it. You've covered it up. Mm. Yeah, with your own smells. <laughs> Good. <Joke>. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah, this is from Barry Stevenson. Hi guys. It's the second time I've written in. The last time I did, you played my endless search quiz, which I'm disappointed you haven't revisited. Bunch of bastards. <laughs> Chill out, mate. Uh, in brackets, it was guessing the movie from famous lines. I used the Goonies in a, as an example, and you admitted you hadn't seen it. It's a classic. Wait, who hadn't seen the Goonies? I haven't. All right. Yeah. Come on, boys. We were doing a rope survey the last time I wrote in, which seemed to confuse the shit out of you guys. (laughs) This time, we are trenching an umbilical and a pipeline, and then surveying it to make sure it has been buried deep enough. I can confirm it's as dull as it sounds. (laughs) Why are we talking about it? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Cheers for keeping the podcast coming while in isolation. This bit's good. I'm listening to them while walking around and round and round the heli deck off the coast of Egypt to get my daily step count up. I'm guessing he's on an aircraft carrier, uh, but I'm not sure. I'm really regretting not taking my Xbox offshore with me this time. I could have finally completed Red Dead 2 along with the backlog of other games I have. I did take my Switch with me, though, so I have Zelda, Mario, and I'm replaying The Witcher 3. That That's a good a selection. Good Hopefully, you're all keeping well and managing to fill the game stuck at home. I'm looking forward to getting home mid-May to get into the new Doom. <laughs> and that could be a description of what I'm going to do. I want the Doom. Should we just rename now, ourselves as Doom? <laughs> for the important stuff. Oh, this is just him going through loads of stuff we've talked about recently. Yeah. Pick and mix. Yes. They are heavy as fuck, but chocolate Brazil nuts they, are a must. They are good. Oh. Oh, Matt's gone. No, I'm still here. It's just because of my daft setup. I now know how lo- I know now no longer have a webcam. Sorry. Very odd. <laughs> Don't question it. Uh, he's gone into Asgard's wrath god mode. <laughs> You're gonna see a shark man pop up on another feed. Um Along with chocolate peanuts, crispy, chewy chocolate squares. Crispy, chewy chocolate What? I've never seen them in a picnic. And mini eggs to complete the chocolate section. Then for jellies, <laughs> it has to be classic Haribo rings and cola bottles. Yeah. Milk jazzy chocolate mice, shrimps and bananas all belong in the what? bin. What? I love a milk bowl so much. Oh, milk bowls are great. Yeah. VR game adaptation. 
Some sort of Diablo-esque dungeon crawler would be brilliant, scary as fuck, and most likely motion sickness inducing, <laughs> but could look amazing. Sounds great. <laughs> it would Books. make you sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Books. You mentioned Hugh Howie's Wool. Is that how you say yep. it? Yep. That's the one. Yeah. It's just for, uh, I've just finished book one, and I'm about to start number two today. Thanks for the recommendation. It's brilliant. Can't wait to see where they take the story now. If you haven't read Bobby Adair's The Last Survivor series and spin-off series Dusty's Diary, it's definitely worth a read if you're into the post-apocalyptic genre. Anyway, best deal, we have Pipe to look at. <laughs> <laughs> take it easy. Barry Stevenson from Banff, Scotland, but currently offshore Egypt. <gasps> Barry the far-flung um, pipe boy. Yeah, look up, right. got a look at that pipe. Dale, close us out because like, we've been that, going for eight. That email read like he just listened to our podcast and made notes while he was yeah. listening to it. And just read it I know I want everyone to do it. I don't want these cohesive, well-told stories. I want a bit about pipe and then responses to six different episodes. <laughs> okay, this one's from Martin Lindstam. He says, hello, IGN UK, long-time listener, first-time writer, etc. Why? Because until now, nothing has gotten me so rolled up that I have to let you know about it. But that all changed when you said, is the Segway the most useless mode of transport ever created? <laughs> yes. Who said me. that? Uh, Caddy said it, but I agreed. Um, I've done off- off-road Segwaying. You're both right. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's as useless as a space hopper is, mate. At least that's fun. That's insane. What are you talking? Oh, you've talked a lot of shit already. Uh, as someone who's been to the World Cup finals of Segway Polo twice, as a as a spectator, I, was gonna I, say, I thought he was. Oh, I thought he was a player for a second. That would have been. Uh, what What would that have been? Better. <laughs> I have, Sorry, Martin. I have to disagree with you. It's the most glorious sporting event I've ever had the chance to attend, and I saw Zlatan score a thirty-yard bicycle kick against England. Uh, we all saw that. Mate. But it just can't hold a candle to the sheer drama of Segway Polo. It's not. It's not as slow as a game as you'd imagine, given that it's played by people on Segways trying to hit a ball with a club. I've always thought that it would make a great VR game, steering a Segway with one hand, holding your club in the other. You'd be sick <laughs> within mental. eight seconds of playing that game. VR what Segway <laughs> Polo, the hit that PlayStation VR need. <laughs> Could you play Polo on a kick bike or on a skateboard or on a unicycle? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of them. I guess technically yes, but you get the point. You could definitely Respect. do it on a skateboard. Yeah, respect the Segway. Respect the beautiful <gasps> game. I, I don't respect the Segway. I'm sorry. Thanks for all the great content. If I come across a bit mad, it's probably because I'm Swedish and because <laughs> I'm the Football Days podcast and the state of the world. I guess. Uh, there we go. Also, that really illuminates how much he likes. Uh, the Segway Polo, because I assumed he was an English fan watching Zlatan score that goal. Yeah. That's his own countryman scoring. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to look up some VR. VR Segway Polo, just Segway Polo. VR Segway Polo doesn't exist. I think that sounds fucking amazing. I would play Segway I wonder if it's contact sport. Ooh. I mean, it sounds like... Demolition Derby, but with Segway. Sounds like it's hard not to be contact, right? We've got those Segways flying around everywhere. You'd be an absolute bruiser in Segway. <laughs> yeah. You'd be mental. Doing sly tackles with it. <laughs> <laughs> just Two just wheels. jumping off and yanging it into You'll people. just be hitting people with the club, not aiming for yeah, the ball. Get off the Segway and start swinging it around <laughs> your head. Turn the club around and stick it into the spokes on the they, wheel. They call him the Urukai of... Segway Polo. <laughs> <laughs> the <other guy. laughs> uh, I don't know anymore. You-
have no idea that. Have, have you guys <laughs> ever seen the Polish Medieval Combat League? No. <laughs> that that's have something you? to Google. Oh, the old BMCL. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, in terms of com, 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 uh, contact sports, like. In Poland, there's like a medieval combat league where like people literally just get in full plate armor with shields and swords and beat the ever living fuck out of each other, and it is the most entertaining thing you will watch today. Wait, do people die? So I don't think like they sharpen the swords, but like it's brutal. Like type it into Google and like watch the first like videos. It's incredible. Even though the swords swords not sharp, it still sounds like you can do damage if you're going full force at somebody. I'd imagine it's called a combat. Come <laughs> on, mate. We can't all do kung fu in our living room. We have to get out. <laughs> yeah, some people need to do need to do their cardio in combat. I just shadow box against <laughs> mysterious fighters against the, the Gryffindor common room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> against the sounds of the Gryffindor common room and the disappointed stare of my ill girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, you, you better do some more of that. Yeah, seems as good a good a time to stop as any. Uh, it's about lunchtime. I'm going to go and do some flying kicks. Key <laughs> 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 Oh, we still doing music. Uh, yeah, what did we? T- uh, we got have some final. Let's do karate go. Let's put karate go. We show any final. Fine, we've had enough Final Fantasy music. Karate guy. Be a karate guy then. Okay. Is that it? Okay then. Bye then. Bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.